Hey friend, thank you for tuning into the Jasmine Star Show. I know you have so many choices when it comes to business podcasts, and I am honored you chose to listen to mine today. So thank you, thank you, thank you, gracias, danke, ko, I was going to say konnichiwa, but I don't think konnichiwa is thank you, it's arigato. See, there you go. There you go. I'm out here trying to impress you with my non-language savvy self. In October 2019, I had the pleasure of speaking at Christy Wright's Business Boutique, an incredible conference of thousands of businesswomen. Christy Wright is part of the Dave Ramsey organization, and I was invited to keynote this event along with Dave Ramsey himself. I feel like I should repeat that because y'all, Dave stinking Ramsey. I have done some pretty awesome stuff in my career, but when I told my parents I was speaking right after Dave at the business boutique, my dad fired up some tortillas and we celebrated with burritos because that is how Latinos do. We celebrate when we happy, we eat. When we sad, we eat. You know, and it's just like when we celebrate, this is how we do. So if you are already craving a burrito, I'm sorry and you're welcome. But I try to bring that type of like saucy energy wherever I go as a reflection of my family and my culture. And let me just tell you, the energy in the room in Nashville, Tennessee was something special. Or if I were to say that again, I would say that energy in Nashville, Tennessee was something special. This is why I am officially, unofficially naming this week Business Boutique Week. Today, I'll be sharing with you my keynote from the event. And on Thursday, I'm going to share a Q&A panel I was very excited to be a part of. And I think you're totally going to dig. I have to tell you, The recording I'm about to share with you is what I think, quite possibly, the best keynote I gave all year. And I don't say that lightly. I say it because I was nervous out of my dang mind, but I kept on thinking if I could show up and serve these women well, lives could change. And when lives change, business changes. When business changes, home changes. When home changes, a neighborhood changes. And when a neighborhood changes, a city changes, y'all, I just said if I could serve one person really, really, really well, We can create big changes. So we discuss how to build your personal brain on social media, and I believe you're going to really dig it. So grab a pen and paper or open the notes app on your phone, and let's dive into my keynote at Business Boutique 2019. I should let you know that my daddy is a pastor from East Los Angeles, and when he talks to the congregation, they talk back to him. So can we try that one more time to make my daddy in California feel real good? Good afternoon. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Y'all can have a seat. Thank you. Today, we are going to be talking about building your personal brand on social media. But before we get there, I just want to take a second and have a moment of gratitude that we are in no other place than Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. I saw some women taking puddle jumpers to get to their home to get here. I saw women sitting in traffic. I saw women leaving checklists for grandma to not feed the kids 18 pounds of sugar. I saw women thanking their spouses and partners for offering burnt offerings to their children for dinner in lieu of the dinner you're not making them. I get that. now. Let's get grounded after lunch, because what just happened is we were nourished in our souls this morning, 
and we are nourished in our bellies, but we also might feel a little sluggish. So just think about where you would be if you were not in this room in this moment. Would you be in a cubicle? Would you be in a preschool pickup line? Would you be in your office trying to like lick stamps because your printer's not working and you gotta ship out product? Would you be sitting in traffic? Would you be doing customer support? Whatever you would be doing, you're not doing that and you're here. Can I get a collective amen for that? Yes, because I don't know about you, but I'm not exactly where I wanna be. But when I look back, I think, oh, I am so happy for how far I've come. And so with that mind frame of thank you, sweet baby Jesus, I'm not in the cubicle. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus, I'm not behind my laptop. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus, that I'm farther now than I was yesterday. And tomorrow I'll be even going farther. With that, I say thank you. And let's get the wheels on this bus and go. So who am I? My name is Jasmine Starr. I am a photographer and business strategist from Newport Beach, California. Now, the thing that I have been able and so blessed to do is have the ability to start a business with my husband and co-founder called Social Curator, a monthly social media membership that empowers small and medium-sized business owners to build their brand and market it on social media. Now, you could see, hear that and say, okay, well, that's good for you, but let's get into the meat. Hold on. Before we get there, I have to tell you that if you give me two minutes to share where this story starts in 2005, it'll all let you know. It's like, oh. That's why it makes sense. So the story for me starts in 2005, and let me just be really honest with you. I was tired, I was stressed, and I was wildly overwhelmed. I was in my first year of law school at UCLA having received a full scholarship. For a girl who comes from immigrant parents, this was a big deal. For a girl who's the eldest of five children who are my mother homeschooled us, and I didn't learn how to read until I was 11, I was just a little slow. I was never the girl who was a standout. I was never the center of the room. And yet I found myself in law school, the thing that I thought I wanted to do because um, that's a different echelon. You're not in the hood. I would be able to do the things that I wanted to do because the law degree was going to be a passport. But I was tired, stressed, and overwhelmed. I was looking out at everybody else and everybody else was tired, stressed, and overwhelmed. And so I just thought, oh, well, this is how it is. It wasn't until I received a phone call from my father in my second semester of my first year, and he said that doctors had given up, that my mom's time had come. She had battled eight years of brain cancer, and the doctor said, the surgeries and the chemo and the radiation, we've tried it all, and our time has come. And what I realized in this moment was that I went from tired and stressed and overwhelmed to being utterly and totally depressed. I said, why? Why, God? Why? Don't you see my dad? He's a pastor. Don't you see us? We're trying to do the right thing. Don't you see us trying to take what we have and get out? Why? And what I realized then is that life is short. I didn't want to be a lawyer, and yet I was doing it because I felt like it was a thing that I had to do. So the one thing that I knew beyond all else was that I wanted to see my mother. I wanted my mother to see me marry my high school sweetheart. So we planned a wedding in three months. And the doctor said she's not going to walk, and she's not going to talk, and she won't be able to travel. And she did all of those things as she walked me down the aisle to marry my very best friend. That, yes. The story gets better because I texted her last night, and she's like, are you going to meet Dave? I was like, mama, 
You raised like Lazarus. You better sure I'm go up to Dave and say, hello, sir. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you don't watch death and live life not to the fullest. And on that note, I get married. I go back. My husband and I are living in our very first apartment in the shadiest area of Los Angeles. But we were like happy. But I got to make this work. And he asked me when I received a letter from UCLA that said, you have to come back to get your full scholarship. I started crying into a plate of pasta and I said, I don't want to go back. And he asked me the kindest question anybody could ask another person. If you could do one thing for the rest of your life and be happy, what would it be? I said, I want to be a photographer. He said, okay, um, you don't have a camera. <laughs> I know, I know I don't have a camera, but if I got one, I think I could work. And thank God I didn't say I wanted to be a tuba player because Dave Ramsey would have been like, girl, no. Unless I got a full scholarship, okay. Well, lo and behold, in 2006, my husband buys me a very, very simple camera. And he said, give it one year. And, and, and if you can't do it in one year, just go back to law school. I said, okay, one year. So I open my camera and I'm like, Annie Leibovitz, watch out. Ansel Adams, there's a new girl in the hood. And then I take photos and I'm like, you're bad. You're like really bad. You know you're bad when you offer your free photographic services to members of the congregation and your daddy's the pastor and they say no. I was like, that's ungodly. Do you know who my daddy is? So you know you gotta be really bad. So 2006, I can't shoot my way out of a dark alley. And then all of a sudden, I go to the things that I can afford, AKA Google, take my camera out, and I do it. Again, and again, and again. In 2007, I convinced somebody to actually pay me to photograph something. And in 2009, I was voted one of the top photographers in the world. 2010, one of the top most influential photographers. 2012, most socially influential photographers. And it's about this time in the conversation, it was like, remix? Um, I think you just scratched that record because how did you go from hot mess to making it work? What happened and how did that happen? Because many of you are sitting here and you hear that story and you're like, okay, well, that's fine. But Jasmine, let's be real. You were unqualified. And I was like, oh, no, baby, boo. I wasn't just unqualified. I was unfunded. I was uneducated. I was unconnected. I was under all the things. And I did it anyway. And that's what I have come to believe again and again, that possibilities are simply possibilities in disguise. You tell me, Jasmine, I have this crazy idea of being a left-handed puppeteer. Shout out to Dave Ramsey for that. You tell me you're gonna do that and I will say, you're going to do it. Because somebody believed in me so unabashedly that it turned into the best decision of my life on the foundation of a good business. You tell me you wanna do something crazy, I will clap it up and say, okay. Now about this time people are like, okay, but really Jasmine, it's fine for this Hallmark Christmas special, but can we get to the meat? The answer is yes. We're gonna get there right now because we're talking about how I built my business. And the answer is I built a brand. That's it. Now, now that you know the backstory, you know I didn't have money and I didn't have education and I had no resources. If you could believe I was 25 years old and I didn't know a single person in my life who had ever started a business. 
I had nobody to ask. So I went to Google and I made best friends with somebody by the name of Seth Godin. Seth doesn't know we're real real friends. He's like my friend in real life. And he defines a brand as a set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationships that account for a consumer's decision to choose one product or service over another. Why do you go to Starbucks versus coffee bean and tea leaf? Why do you buy Reeboks instead of Nike? Where do you decide, what hotel do you decide to go on vacation? You are making subconscious decision based on an experience. What your mom said about using Crisco. What your sister says about the best dry shampoo. What your friend says about this really great thing that had just come out. You choose based on experience. I once heard a brand described as a brand is not defined by a business, but by the consumer's perception of the business. In no layman's terms, a brand is what somebody says about you when you walk out of the room. Now, you might be sitting here and be like, okay, Jasmine, but like, this is really nebulous. And I will say, okay, let's make it not nebulous. Let's make sure that you walk out of these doors with not one, not two, but at minimum three things that you can start building your brand today. But before we get there, I need to be 100 with you and let you know that the girl on the stage has been broken like the egg McNyon had mentioned. I was scrambled up, beat up, refried, tossed on the plate. And I was like, I don't know how to make this work. So much so that she's talking about an egg. And I wrote a blog post, this exact blog post in 2007. Why am I such a chicken? I should just lay an egg to complete this metamorphosis. If I sprouted feathers tonight, I wouldn't be surprised. I need need to be willing to go out on a limb and ask people if I can take their pictures. I know couples who are engaged, so why can't I bring myself to ask if I could snap their engagement photos? I wouldn't charge them, so what's stopping me? My fear of rejection, of incompetence, of embarrassment. I need to do this, just need to. I wrote this on a blog that had served as my website for two years. I let people know of my exact journey. I let people see me fry in a frying pan, my eggs all scrambled, because I said, if you know me and you see me and you hire me, you know exactly what you're getting. It was the only thing I had, and now I stand on stages to say, however, whatever you have, show that out. Because what has happened in the past decade of being an entrepreneur is that social media has changed the game to where we have the temptation to only put out the perfect egg sitting on a ledge and hide all of the frying pans. So if you're sitting here and you're like, okay, Jasmine, I think I'm ready to build a brand and I don't have much. Great. So now we're going to get into our first practical action of this. Because I like doing. I'm all about action. So I'm going to invite you in your notebooks to list out two columns. One that says assets and one that says liabilities. Now I did this in around 2006, 2007. And I said, okay, I want to build a business. And I know that there are some things that are stacked against me. And I know that there's some things that are working for me. So I wanted to be 100 with myself. So I listed a list of liabilities. These were things I thought were going to hurt my business or impede my business growth. I had no money. My husband was with a startup company and they paid him in like hugs. And uh, I was working two days a week at my daddy's church. We had no money. I had no knowledge. Everything I was learning was from a user manual and Google. And I had no network. 
I had nobody to ask questions to. Ladies in this room have 3,000 people to ask your questions. The quality of your life and the strength of your business will be judged on the questions you are unafraid to ask. Ask everybody. Ask everybody in the headshot line. Ask everybody in the bathroom line. Ask everybody as you're waiting to do a little boomerang in front of these signs. Ask away. So I'm being 100 with you saying everything what my liabilities pertain to was starting my business. Then I decided to say, okay, can I list my assets? Things I believed could empower me to build the business that I wanted. Well, I didn't have much, but I knew I'd like to write. Like, I, I, don't, I can't explain being a photographer and being a writer. I was like, girl, you have nothing, but you like to write. I was like, okay. Um, my name, my name is Jasmine Starr. I have a twin sister and her name is Bianca Flower. I walked away with a better name. But I knew, I was like, okay, well, maybe my name would work for me because it's a little bit different. And my personality. Now, half of this room is like, oh, I, I like this girl. And the other half is like, she's not my people. <laughs> Good. I love it when Jesus said nobody will be lukewarm. You will not be lukewarm without me. That's one thing for sure. You will walk out of this room and say, I just don't like her. Good. And some people walk out and be like, I want to know more about her. Good. All of my assets to start my business had nothing to do with my photography, and all of my liabilities had everything to do with photography. Um, do you think I was in a little bit of a pickle? Anybody here else sitting in the brine? No, of course not. Now we're all perfect, Jasmine. Dave asked y'all how many of you were in your first year of business in half the room. Raise their hand, and I ask, is anybody sitting in the brine of life? And everyone's like, no, my, my eight-month business is profitable. No! Be real! If you can't be real in here, this is a practice run, you can't be real outside of those doors. How many of you are sitting in the brine of life? Thank you! Okay. This is what I know. Let me save you time. Clients were choosing photographers, not photographs. And people are choosing bakers, not cakes. And people are choosing coaches, not the curriculum. Do you believe this? I'm going to ask for a raise of hands and none of the T-Rex, right? I believe it. <laughs> Who believes that people are choosing the creator and less the creative? Great. Half the room, we're going to make we're some damage right now. on How to create a brand on social media. Let's talk about that. First things first, if you're like, okay, Jasmine, I'm going to test the waters. I'm going to see if you know what you're talking about. Boom. Number one, what I want you to do is list three words. Three words, and I want to make sure that these three words focus on you, not your business. I don't want you to have these defining words as, I am a baker. I want you to say, I'm soulful. Great. When I buy your cookies, I want to taste that soulfulness. If you're a coach and you say, my business, who I am, is transformative. Awesome. List that. Now, I want to encourage you to resist the temptation uh, that to choose words that focus on who you are, not who you aspire to be. True story. I'm sitting my first year doing, trying to build my brand, doing all this other stuff, and I was like, talking to my husband, I was like, baby, I'm funny. And he's like, hmm. <laughs> I mean, 
there's a lot of things you are, but funny is not really one of them. I'm aspirationally funny. And so we had a really cool, hard conversation, and we decided that I was fun. I was like, okay, I'm fun. It was less aspirational and a lot more realistic. If you are sitting with your words, ask five people words that they would use to describe you. That would be super insightful to how people perceive you and the value that you bring. Now, these words will soon become the barometers of your success because if you're a coach and people online are talking about the transformation that you got them, you're doing it. If you're putting out your cookies and people walk in and they say, I just had some soul food eating this cookie, you're doing it. My first year as a photographer, I decided that I wanted my words to be fun, fresh, and editorial. That I knew I was building a brand when people described working with me as fun. I knew I was building a brand if people felt like it wasn't like stoic Owen Mills photography. Together, family, fun, right? Like I was like, let's just liven it up a little bit. I also knew that I was obsessed when people told me and or publicized that they felt like they were walking through a magazine shoot, making the average girl feel like a model for the day. I knew that I would be successful if this was how people described working with me when I wasn't in the room. And what I realized now that I didn't realize then, that word of mouth would become the barometer. Word of mouth would become the catalyst. Word of mouth would become the, the thing that changed the game. Because what wasn't happening in 2008 and 2009 was that social media wasn't there. And so I decided to put out one of my very first websites and I put so much of me out. So this is pre-Facebook, pre-Instagram. I put so much out of me because I didn't have anything else that real photographers had. My first year, I rented, I got a camera, but that camera didn't come with the lens. That's what they don't tell you about fancy stuff. You gotta buy everything independent. So there I go, realizing I got paid for my first gig and I used most of that money to rent everything I needed to build my portfolio. I rented everything before I bought it. I took zero debt to build this business. Thank you. And you want to know what? That I just something I don't really talk about a lot. But my first 12 months, I had built a six-figure business on renting, on not having a website, on word of mouth. It is possible. The question is, how bad do you want people talking about you? Because my big advice and encouragement is that if you are not putting stuff on the internet for people to talk about, they will not talk about you. You must teach people how to talk about you. And so when I launched a website that had so much to do on random things that I liked, like Pinkberry, like lip gloss, people were like, that's really ridiculous. And I was like, it is, but it's what I have. And lo and behold, the barometers of success started happening when social media hit. So social media, I started using it uh, 2012, 2013, 2014, building up to tens of thousands of people talking about me. And I told myself, if people online are talking about their brand experience with me and who I was, not just as a photographer, then I knew I was successful. When brides were going out online saying, I really love Jasmine Starr, and not saying, I really like my wedding photos, difference. When brides were using their descriptive words, working with Jasmine was so much fun. It started pre-qualifying people who were coming. They wanted a fun photographer. That was the biggest gamble of my career because nobody was doing it. Very few people 
we're doing it. I don't want to say nobody. My husband says, you shouldn't say never and always and no one. Okay, okay. Very few people were doing it. And let me save you a lot of time. Let's flash forward to 2019. I still stuff the internet with who I am. I want you to stuff the internet with who you are because everything you sell has competitors and everything you think is proprietary knowledge or intellectual property is all Googleable. Oh yeah, let that sit in. Like I said, folks, I'm not funny, but boy, am I fun, right? <laughs> They're gonna hire you for you. And yet what you want to hide behind is your essential oils. And what you want to hide behind is your curriculum. And what you want to hide behind is your jewelry. Guess what, boo? I can buy a duplicate of that for half the price in Chinatown, Los Angeles. Ooh, I know. Somebody brought a bazooka to a knife fight, right? I just speak my truth. I have nothing. I have nothing special. I stand before you saying I am nobody doing something by somebody's great grace. I want you to say the same thing because if you think that the thing you sell is going to be your defining point, let me just save you some time, girl. It's not. You were brought here and you were created for something much bigger than yourself. Who's talking about you? Are you using social media the same way that I do present day? Everything I created in 2007 is the same dang thing. Facebook turned into Twitter, turned into YouTube, turned into Snapchat, turned into Instagram, turned into watch me take TikTok. I don't know yet. I'm going to do something with it. Why? I'm a girl from the hood with very little money and I take the little that I have and I make it work. Why would I pay for something that I can do if I create it for free? Friends, now that we move forward, now that my business has, has pivoted and transitioned, the brand words I am so focused on are three main things. Consistency. You know I will show up for you. We created Social Creator on the backbone of consistency because business owners are saying, Jasmine, I can't show up on social media. I don't have photos. I don't have the right things to say. I don't have a marketing plan. Huh. I can show you how to be consistent. Second word, giving. I hope my legacy was that I gave far more than I ever took because people gave to me so generously. We had people from our church donate groceries. We had people from local grocery stores pay for our tabs. We had Christmas gifts donated on our porch. When my mom was hospitalized for almost a year with brain cancer, the entire board of St. Jude Hospital in Fullerton, California, adopted our family and gave us gifts. Far be it from me to ever hold back anything I know. I share everything because I want you to believe that I give contingent on your action. And lastly, I believe my branding word is possibilities. Whatever you think is impossible, the minute you take action, any action, messy action, dirty action, awkward action, scary action, doubtful action, fearful action, any action, just do something. Do something, let yourself be seen. Because likes don't pay your bills. People's opinions don't pay your bills. Your future clients who run your profitability will what are your words? I know that when people post about me and they talk about the things that I'm doing to stay consistent, when they post about me to say the things that I am giving, when they post about the things they say, they said, I was once impossible for me, it is now possible. I say I'm standing in my purpose. It has nothing to do with me and everything with the action that you take built on the foundation of your belief that somebody crazy 
Puerto Rican Mexican girl on the stage looked across and said, it's you. Stop hiding. Your time is here. Your time is now. Are you going to rob the universe of the gift that God has put you on this earth to give? If the answer is no, y'all better show up. Because what does it look like to build a brand? I can't come up here like, okay, so build a brand. There's that. Listen, I'm going to share everything I know and everything I do. For those of you who don't know who I am, watch me work. I will never ask you to do something I am not doing every single day. Blogging three to four times a week for SEO searchability. Offering weekly tutorials on video, written form, blog post, YouTube, Facebook. Going live on Facebook every single week. Going live on Instagram twice a week. If I'm not getting DMs, I will put out a poll. And when people vote on the poll, I will DM them back. Thank you so much. It's crazy. Yesterday on the plane, on the way here, look at me. Did you see how I got all Puerto Rican? Let me tell you something. Yesterday on the plane, I'm just getting all like caught up. On the plane, I was like, you know what? I think the algorithm's kind of changed. I got a drama things. I took a picture of myself and my husband, our feet on the plane, and I put a poll. Who has better shoe taste? Unfortunately, I lost. Y'all are shady. Oh, shady. Anybody who voted for him, y'all are shady. And for people who decided to respond to him, I would respond back, you shady, unfollow, get better taste, wheat face, right? I'm giving the engagement I want to get. I'm coming from across me sitting and being like, I expect all of this to come to me. No, it won't. You must go after it. Send a weekly newsletter, create a bio video, tell your story. Half this room resonates with my story and the other half doesn't. Guess what? Your loss. Because the people who come in here and say, you're a hot mess and I don't know if I believe you, but I'm going to deploy in the strategies you suggest. Watch. I double dog dare you to do the work. <laughs> Prove me wrong. And if you do, I will send you something that you so desire. And if you don't, you're going to be winning. I love those odds. I am not cute. I'm not smart. I'm not funny. I'm not witty. I'm not rich. I'm not popular. I'm not cool. I am definitely not an influencer. I am not charming. I'm not lucky. I'm not adorable. I'm not talkative. One thing, what, people are laughing I'm not talkative? <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. God has put me on this earth to do something. I am an introvert, 100% introvert. I am sweating. I literally have sweat marks and unmentionable spots on my body right now. <laughs> I am talkative because I have something to say. I'm talkative because I love you. I'm talkative saying stop playing small. I'm talkative because I saw my mom almost die from cancer. Are you going to wait for that? I will talk as long as you need me to talk. The minute I get off the stage, I just need, I need, my tea, I need myself, right? That got me off track, all you doubters. <laughs> Eat too brute. Y'all need a party with Judas. Here's the thing that I know. I make you feel something. I make you feel something. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you have the ability to make somebody feel something. So show up. Do the work. A branding takeaway in review is take what you have and make it work. Build a brand by showing who you are, not what you do. And use your branding words to measure your success. 
And speaking of success, in my very last minute of this presentation, I want us to take a second. Will you just do me the grandest favor, and will you define success? Now, success is not a private jet, and success is not your six-bedroom mansion in Franklin, and success is not a butler. What does success look like for you? Is it stopping your workday at 3 p.m. to pick up your children every day? Is success for you saving just enough money to take your entire family on a Disney cruise? Is success for you being able to volunteer at a nonprofit organization that has stirred the strings of your heart? What is success for you? Because if we look at the outward versions of success and say, because I don't have a jet, because I don't have a mansion, because I don't have a butler, I'm not as successful. Having a jet and a house and a butler doesn't make you successful, it makes you rich. But if you lost everything you held dear to get the jet and you forsook the time with your family and watching your children grow up, you weren't successful. So many of us look around and say, I cannot do that. Good. What can you do? Who can you serve? The minute you define your version of success, you will look around and say, I am successful. Ladies and gentlemen, can you give yourself the grandest favor of identifying and defining what success is for you? And the minute that happens, you will look around and say, nobody defines success except for me, and I will continue to show up, and I will continue to share my journey and my story. Thank you guys so, so, so much. And there you have it. Thank you so much to Christy Wright and Ramsey's Solutions for opening the doors to me at this inspiring educational event. There is nothing I love more than connecting with like-minded powerhouses in business. If you would like more tips on how to build your personal brand, head to jasminestar.com forward slash branding and download my free branding bundle, which includes your dream customer profile, the fastest way to find dream customers as a guide and a copywriting workbook that will help you attract your dream customers. It's everything you need to do to quickly jumpstart your brand building with ease. So again, you can grab that at jasminestar.com forward slash branding, or let's make it simple. You can click on the link in the episode description from wherever you're tuning in today. On that note, thank you again for tuning into the Jasmine Star Show today. I'll see you in the next episode for the Business Boutique Q&A panel. Bye.